0: I'm back for a special, special edition of the Empathic Mastery Show because Lauren Wittig and I, who just talked on the last episode, had such an amazing conversation, but we also didn't get to cover all the things. And I really, really wanted to talk to her about working with her guides, trusting her intuition, that whole journey. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I really want to encourage you to go back. And check that out because that's kind of Lauren's origin story. And we talked a lot about what it meant to be growing up in a, as a highly sensitive, empathic kid in a family with an alcoholic father and a narcissistic mom, growing up with a lot of gaslighting and also just sort of the impact of dementia later with parents. And so it was a really remarkable conversation. I really want to invite you to go check that out. And then come back and listen to this, because you'll have more perspective about what's going on with Lauren. But if you just want to listen to this, I promise you it's going to be an amazing episode as well. And so let me tell you a little bit about Lauren. Lauren is an intuitive energy healer and transformational mentor, the founder of Heartlight Wellness, the host of the Curiously Wise podcast, which is where we got to connect and how we made this amazing like I love talking with you. And Lauren is an award-winning novelist. And so if you look at the show notes, you will also find links to all of Lauren's books. Her passion is in assisting her clients through their journeys out of mind, body, and or spiritual pain and into a life of passion and joy. Lauren's own journey from emotional pain and deteriorating health to happiness and great health with the assistance of, assistance of several intuitive healers, is the very thing that inspires her passion to help others with their own healing gifts. Welcome back, Lauren. I'm so glad that you had time to continue this conversation.
1: Thanks, Jen. It's it's such a pleasure to be here. And just the conversation is just so much fun. It's It's
0: so much fun. And you were, you were commenting, you know, my schedule, like literally just got rearranged so that we could have like spirit is like, no, you are having this conversation Mm -hmm. right now because full disclosure, we're recording the second episode shortly after the first conversation. I was going to go visit my BFF with her brand new baby bulldog puppy. And she just texted me like five minutes ago saying that her son was really sick. And I'm like, yeah, you you did, you boo. <laughs> Not going over there and exposing myself to who knows what kind of creeping crud the kid has.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was like the universe is like, no, you're going to have this conversation. And in a way, it's so perfect because this conversation is about listening to spirit, about letting our guides guide us, about trusting our intuition. So I can't wait to get into this. So... Where do we even begin? What, what feels like the place we start?
1: Well, one of the things that we were talking about a little bit at, at the beginning of the previous interview was trusting and how, to, how do we begin to trust ourselves and yes. what we're receiving? Yes. And that's one of the things I really love to teach people how to do. Yes. So I don't know if that's a good place to start. I I think think
0: that's a wonderful place to start because I will say that the one of the things that I have noticed as somebody who teaches people about intuition and listening to learning how to find our truth within ourselves as well is how frequently we push away the answers or we second guess ourselves or we doubt ourselves. And that I see people where it's like, I can see the inspiration, like I can see the guidance dropping And then I can see them go, yeah, no, that couldn't possibly be it. So I would love to have this conversation because I think it is a really, really relevant and something that a lot of us have either struggled with and overcome or are still struggling with.
1: Yeah. And I I often say that it's it's easiest to teach what you've really had to work to learn. Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes.
0: And sometimes (laughs) it's easiest to teach what you're still learning. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, totally. This is, this has been my path. What you just described is that I would get these amazing downloads of information or inspiration and I would go, Ooh, and then I go, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I could never do that. Or I'm not worthy of that kind of thing. So, and it's really hard if you are intuitive at all to trust that because there is no sort of external validation process in our human world you know, in, in sort of the the world that we live in as humans.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So it's, I have struggled to trust what I get and and partly because I was resisting it. I didn't want to change everything in my life. And, and it's taken me quite a while to like, stop resisting everything. I, Mm -hmm, you -hmm. know, it's like, but what I found very early on, somebody taught me how to use a pendulum. And I love a pendulum because it's super easy to use. Now, not everybody likes them. I know that, you know, some people can make them answer the way you want them to. But for me, it's a really powerful tool. And one of the main things I ask it is, did I get that right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a way for me to acknowledge that I've received something, some information and that could come from meditation or maybe I'm working with Oracle cards or maybe I've just tried to tune in and listen. So there's lots of reasons why I might doubt what I just received right. or resist what I've just received. But just the simple aspect of using something so basic as a pendulum, because if you're not familiar with pendulums, it, it's, you can only ask a yes or no answer or a question. Question, right, right. Because it can only answer you yes or no. Yes, and so and you have it to can kind through. of
0: do maybe. Mine will I get a yes is 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 front to back, no is side to side, and maybe is a sprint as a circle kind oh, okay. of like do 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 do. do.
1: <laughs> 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 and see, everybody's pendulum works according to their own right. energy. It's calibrated so, to us. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I use the term training it because you're really kind of training yourself to recognize. So you train it for a yes. And for me, a yes is a circle. Ah. Okay? Different than you. Yeah. And for me, a no is a side to side. Yep. And for me, a maybe or I don't know is it just like hangs there and trembles.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So it's... um but they're they're really easy to use. You don't even have to go buy a, a pendulum if you've got a necklace with a nice heavy pin, a pendant on it. Yes, you can you can use that. A wet tea bag. I have used that many times because I'd be in my kitchen going, "What? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's." I, mean, I have can, never
0: used a wet tea bag. Yeah, that it is needs to be awesome.
1: wet for the weight.
0: Right, right, yeah, right, right. But using a wet tea bag. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I mean, it's I'm I'm great about finding. Oh, I need something for a pendulum. Oh, there it is. Right. Yeah, right. So.
0: I'm a big fan of pendulums as well. I personally prefer pendulums over muscle testing because Mm -hmm. I personally find that I can rig a muscle test a lot Mm -hmm. more easily than I can rig a pendulum. And I also learned personally, and I don't know how you hold your pendulum, but I learned a little trick about how to hold the pendulum so that it tends to be more accurate. And instead of holding it between your index finger and your thumb, you drape it over either your, you know, you drape it over your middle finger and huh. kind of hold it between your fingers and then rest your elbow on a surface okay. and so the pendulum is really just swinging at its own it, at its own volition yeah yeah and i really when i was taught that i really loved that way of holding try that. that yeah I
1: highly yeah. recommend it I've never I've, I've never seen that before but that no okay. I had
0: I've I've been mean, I've been working with pendulums for decades before uh-huh. I learned this particular approach and I really prefer it because it just feels so much more stable yeah than the pendulum really likes this too as you can yeah, see I pendulum. can tell yeah yes 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 yeah yeah so I I, mean,
1: I have I I do teach people to support their elbow on something when they're just yes. first learning because it does help to stabilize things and it takes that doubt out of your head. Am I just making it move? Right. Um, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's dowsing rods, which I don't do not like working with, but some people just love them, and mm-hmm. they're the same sort of yes/no. And then there's the muscle testing, which I'm like you, I don't trust it because I I can rig it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and that's why there's. It's nice that there's lots of different ways that you can very simply validate for yourself.
0: Right. Well, and I love that you were talking about like using the pendulum to validate the information Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that what a wonderful, I, you know, I'm like, wow, what a great idea. Never (laughs) occurred to me that I could be asking, is this accurate? Is this right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just want to say that I am struck by the fact that for myself, That even though I have been getting intuitive information and I've been getting psychic downloads since I was like literally nine years old. Mm. So we're talking 50 years at this point that I've been getting this information. And I still second guess myself. Like Mm -hmm. I've been getting a very, very strong piece of intuition about um, an extended family member. Something feels off. And yet I'm still like, and I cannot shake it. And yet I'm still noticing that there's that part of me that's like, well, maybe this time it's not real. Maybe, maybe yeah. you're just making shit up. Right. And, you know, yeah. like, you know, so I guess I would say if you're like developing your intuition and you're like, I'm doubting myself, don't worry. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah. will be it's time, ongoing, still will. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: ongoing. It's it ongoing. It is an
0: ongoing. I love also, I wanted to hold um, out the piece about you pulled out a little tidbit that just feels so, so rich, which is that resisting the guidance because you don't want to have to follow the directions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, (laughs) I don't want to acknowledge this because if I do, it's going to mean I'm going to have to do something different. I'm going to have to make it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, And that may rock the boat for the, you know, everybody in your sphere and depending on what it is. But yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you live your life long enough. You get into habits, you get into to ruts, you get into ways of, of defining yourself and how you, live in your, how you live your life. And suddenly you get a download from spirit that says, oh, by the way, you're going to do a 180 here and try something new. And yeah, and a lot of us will go, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you get that message again and you go, no, still not <laughs> and sometimes it will you know pass and sometimes it just keeps coming at you like the thing you're saying with your family member and eventually they kind of wear me down (laughs) and I go okay fine
0: twist my arm thank you for sharing (laughs) I I have had things where they will drop crumbs for me years before the urgency of it and Mm -hmm. where they'll be like hey just giving you a heads up this is coming." Mm -hmm. And so I've had the opportunity to prepare for certain things as opposed, you know, where it really has been kind of like, okay, we're giving you this now so that you can get, you can wrap your brain around it because it is coming. It is going to happen. You are Mm going to make this, this change or something.
1: Mm. Yeah. I I don't know if I've just ignored those things. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing I like to do, and I still do this for myself is, um, is I write things down. Mm -hmm. When I get messages, I write them down and that helps me to come back later and validate. Yes. Because it's like, okay, you need to do this and this is going to happen or this is coming or, you know, I've asked for something and they're like, just hang on, (laughs) you know, but if I, and I always date it, this just might, the way I journal things, but I can go back later and look and go, oh my God. I got the message that was going to happen to be patient. And here it is. Here it is. Three hours later, three days, three months, three years later, here it is. And that is also a way to help you learn to trust what you're getting. So
0: one of the things I'm really hearing in this is the importance of record keeping. Yeah. You know, and, and establishing baselines, establishing information so that we can compare a piece of information from now to the reality later. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's um, it, because it's so easy to distrust. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, that's just that voice in my head that's always talking and, and I just ignore it, you know, or for me, a lot of it is, who am I to think I can do that? Mm. You know, that kind of mm. worthiness thing of, you know, I actually, okay, this is really well. That goes
0: back to the story okay. Sorry, I was go just on. gonna
1: say. I just realized that I got a vision probably five or six years ago that I was gonna be up on a stage speaking to a large crowd, like mm. you know, in a full auditorium, and I actually got invited to be a speaker at an online summit, which essentially is that, yeah, and I backed out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay so they're like offering me a little bit easier way to do it or let's get you started down that and I've got all this speaker kinds of stuff coming to me in my email and I just put that together it's like oh so oh, they did plant that one ahead <laughs> they did yep yep so it's yeah. um now I'm like going well okay I could I could like put my toe in and maybe try it and see you know? yeah
0: Well, and I will say in my personal experience, not all summits are created equal and Mm -hmm. it is absolutely worth looking at whether it is worth the effort for you to do a summit because some summits require an incredible amount of heavy lifting on the part of the participants. Mm -hmm. And then it's only live for an incredibly short period of time Mm -hmm. and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. and. So it serves the people running the summit but in terms of visibility it I think I personally think summits are something that are really really worth contemplating before you say yes to every single summit you're invited yeah. to.
1: Be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've been in two in the last few weeks that were very good experiences. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. So but that's where you have to discern And that's, you know, that's where your intuition comes in too, Exactly.
0: That's where, and coming back to that, trusting the intuition, Mm -hmm. listening to what feels like the right thing to do.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And the backing out was like, I feel overwhelmed that I've done two of these and it was about to be, you know, another week down the road. And I just, and I always hate to let people down. Yes. You know, I'm one of the anxious pleasers type. Right, right, right. But I just, it just felt like, this was a bridge too far and I've done enough and I just need to say, I can't do it. And I did, and it was fine. And I am now so grateful that I don't have that coming up this week. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, you know, and that's where you know, I've moved through the world intuitively. That's That's my baseline. I've always moved through the world intuitively um, I I have a brain that can think linearly, but doesn't like to, mm-hmm. you know. And I so trusting my intuition has been something I've I've really done my whole life. Everything I look back on that was successful, I just intuitively moved into it, and including podcasting, you know. It's like it's like yeah, that looks like fun. Let's do that. But the intuitive hits the the information that comes through that I know is from my guides. Or from spirit or however you want to hire self, whatever, however you want to name it, those have taken me longer to learn to trust.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, and what I was, when I, when you were speaking and I had this flash, what, what I was going to say was, I imagine that the way that your mother gaslit you and the way that your mother invalidated you, but also the sort of um, in my family, we had this thing where there was kind of like this, you know, um, like narcissistic grandfather who was very successful. And I, the sense I got is that there's a family agreement of the do not compete clause. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot outshine me. You are not allowed to exceed me. And Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that with your mom, that there's a certain bit of, you know, there was a lot of like, you're not allowed to be accurate, you're not allowed to be right, you're not allowed, like, like, yeah, you can play with this, but I'm the one who's gonna be bigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of don't don't shine too brightly.
0: Don't shine too brightly. And yet at the same time, the double speak of when are you going to write a real book? Right, right. So you're you're damned if
1: you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There was was some educational competition. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. But the intuition for me is such a powerful part of who I am and how I move through the world. And the gaslighting about some of my intuition was really hard for me because yeah. I trust it. And yet I was being told by a person who is supposed to have my best interest in heart at heart that it wasn't the right thing for me or it wasn't what my passion was or... I remember having arguments with my mom because I wanted to do things like be a teacher. And she was like, no, you've had this expensive education and you've got to go do (laughs) it. So, yeah. So um, if you are naturally intuitive, you really do have to guard that. You have to try, you have to hold it in your embrace, I want to say, because it's such a gift and it's such a beautiful way to move through the world. Because if you trust your intuition, it's going to guide you very easily. Yeah. And if I have to logic something through, I don't trust that as much. No.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's looking at you um, to those of you guys who are listening right now. um, I'm watching Lauren as we're on Zoom. And as she's speaking about her intuition, her hands are coming from her heart. And she's sort of moving her hands outward from her heart and Mm -hmm. kind of offering something from her heart and from sort of her, her solar plexus. And when she's speaking about kind of the intellect, she's just like immediately went up into if I have to figure it out, it's like she's, she's literally moving her hand up in her head. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, I really when I try to use my brain to find the answers and to, you know, Mike Dooley um talks about the cursed house. Oh yeah, love you Mike. You know, <laughs> and it's like whenever I get sucked into the how am I gonna do this, mm-hmm. and especially I climb up into my brain oh my God, it's like everything, it's like moving through molasses. It it just, it slows everything down. It bogs everything up. And the answers are rarely accurate. Yeah, it's stressful. I just follow my heart. It may not make any sense on a rational level, but it just does what it does. Like even today, the fact that you and I got together, we started the podcast, everything was going according to plan. I'm like, hey, spirit is telling me I have to record this second episode with you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I literally get a text message while you and I are still here kind of like debriefing, like, oh, my God, I've got time. You've got time. Let's just do this right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it defies logic, but it's exactly what should be happening right
1: now. Yeah. 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 And that's that's definitely a lesson that I have learned that, you know, there's a gift in everything. Sometimes they're a little hard to look at as a gift, but I move through the world just like that. You know, it's like, I have a plan, things change. I used to get all uptight because I was supposed to be doing this and supposed to, I shoulds and oughts and you're supposed to. And now I go, okay, yesterday I was, I'm putting together a course about working with your guides. And I was doing the summation, you know, like the last module and I'm about three quarters of the way through it, getting close to the end and my computer completely craps out. And I can't recover the the recording because I you know, was thinking, well, well, I'll just recover it and then I can go and do. No, can't record. Mm-mm. And you know, my first thought was, I just want to get this done today. My second thought is, okay, for some reason, it's not happening today, and I'm just going to move on. Right, right. You okay. know, and I don't always know why things happen like that. But once I got to where I could just accept it, well, that's not supposed to happen today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Then it just makes it easier.
0: Well, and and maybe it's not supposed to happen the way we think it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I've been I've been doing a live round of the Empathic Mastery Academy right now. And what's been really interesting is I have, a, you know, a loose framework of what I'm supposed to be teaching and how I'm supposed to be teaching it. But what I've been doing is I've been showing up with the group for the live round and for sort of the teaching. And what is coming through is sort of so much more than what I would think I'm supposed to be teaching if I was letting my head guide the process. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. there's gold that is just like being alchemized from it because I'm just showing up and letting spirit guide the process.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just things on it's you you're in the flow of the energy of your life, right? When those things are happening. And that that is when, you know, it's, it's kismet. It's just the the greatest things happen because you allowed yourself to be where you needed to be when you needed to be there without stressing about it, without trying to force it, without, you know, getting the shoulds and oughts in. Right. Um, Well, and it's sort
0: of the idea of the difference between living from love and trust, as opposed to living from fear and doubt. Yep. And, or, you know, and, you know, disdain. And what a difference, like when we live in that flow and that trust. I want to go back and ask you a question because I really think instinctively, intuitively, we know what intuition feels like, Mm -hmm. but I would love to talk about your experience of what does it feel like? How do you know you're getting an intuitive hit? How does your intuition show up for you? Like on a really like pragmatic, like brass tacks, like what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? how do you get that guidance? And how do you know when it's intuition as opposed to fear or Mm -hmm. projection or something else?
1: You have to kind of think about that because it's, it's just how I live. I know that it's a feeling Mm -hmm. more than a thought. Yeah. Um, There you go. I'm pointing at my head again. Literally
0: again, when you're speaking from intuition, your hands, you put your hands together and you kind of drop in (laughs) with your heart. So it's sort of this
1: this. I'm not even aware of doing that till you put right, it out. Right. But it is, it's very heart centered for me. Yeah. And and what I what I get is actually a physical sensation of expansion. It's like it's just kind of, you know, it's like a take a deep breath and like, ah, yeah. You know, so that's when I know this is the right thing. I will get a literal knot in my gut if it's if I'm trying to force something and it's not right for me. Fortunately, that doesn't happen much anymore. <laughs> yes. yes, <laughs> Used to happen a lot, <laughs> but there's literally a physical feeling of expansion in my yeah, heart, yeah, in yeah. My, my chest. When I, you know, I, I get a sense that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or this, I get a sense of this is where I'm moving. And then I get that, yeah, you know, that lovely feeling. Sometimes it's, I get a message, you know, and that's where I, I get into conversation with my guides it really is a comp for me. It's a conversation. I laugh because I I find myself doing this a lot. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody's telling me something, and I get it, and I I don't even necessarily get it like in words. I just get an answer that just it's sometimes sometimes it's words, but more often it's just like okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. It's a knowing. It's um, a knowing. Yeah, yeah yeah.
0: and I'm noticing as we're as you're talking, I'm seeing your hand like, and this is different than the in the head. I'm seeing your hand sort of do this thing where it's kind of like you're 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 sort of moving your hand towards your ear. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of moving your hand down to your heart. So it's sort of mm-hmm. like the guidance is kind yeah. of coming in in through this sort of the third eye in the ear. But Mm -hmm. then moving down into your heart to be to the knowing within your
1: heart. It actually kind of feels like it's in the back of my head. Back of your head. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, I'm not aware of my hands doing things until you point it out. It's really interesting. I have for years, I've described what I call the hopper in the back of my head, like a drawer I can pull out the back of my head and throw stuff in there. And then it's there when I need it. Because I I collect information like crazy, but I don't always remember where it came from. I may not Uh, remember it until something triggers it.
0: Yes. Right there with you. So this right kind of feels like it
1: comes in the same way. It's yeah. just sort of, it's, a, it's there. I just need, it just needs to come forward into my consciousness. Mm-hmm. But then it is, a, it is a lot of like coming in through the ears and down, down to the heart, you know, yeah. it's cause it's that knowing mess, which is so yeah. hard to describe and explain to people, but
0: well, and when you were talking about the feeling of intuition, I was shown like I th- my guides showed me two things. They were like they were like you know what it feels like when you're driving on a brandly brand new brand new paved road, mm-hmm. and that feeling of there's no friction and it is just like moving across <sighs> silk, and how much more effortless that feeling is. And then they were showing me arteries and veins and like an entire, like, you know, web work of like, when a body is healthy and the veins are healthy, there's no obstacles. There's no like blobs of cholesterol everywhere. There Mm -hmm. isn't like, you know, coronary artery issues. And so everything just is flowing uninhibited. Like the rivers, the water is moving where it is supposed to be moving and i think as a society we are so accustomed to being being inhibited and encumbered and to be like coming up to like the dams and the roadblocks
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the potholes yeah. that we take that almost as like this is just life when the true way we want to be living is on these beautifully paved roads and these mm-hmm clear rivers and these like, and these just like beautifully clear arteries and veins where everything is just flowing.
1: Yeah. It's like the world just opens up and allows you to flow into it. And yeah. yeah, And it feels, that feels good.
0: You know, that's,
1: that's part of, part of that discerning is this, you know, is this something I'm being led to do or am I, is it, am I getting in those shoulds and aughts again? And you know, it does, it feels good when you're in the flow. It feels good when you're traveling on that well-paved road. It's, it's, there's no bumps. There's no friction. You know, the noise is low. It's all of those things. I love that. I love that metaphor. That's great one. I'm going to borrow that one. Yeah. Thank you for your guides. Yeah. So it's, life is, it's not meant to be hard. No, it is
0: not not meant meant to be hard.
1: hard. And we do, I think we make it hard a lot of times because we think that's what it's, you know, we're supposed to push, push, push until we get to whatever goal Maybe we, not us, maybe somebody else has set for us. Mm -hmm. And when you really begin to honor what your purpose is being here, what your passion is, and start leaning into that literally kind of, you know, sometimes the, the body will lean yeah, into something, and a, and you that know? is,
0: that is another, that's yeah. actually another doing sway testing where yes. you are literally standing and feeling like, because yeah. we will lean forward into the things that are right. And we will and be repelled forward. from the things that are wrong. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually use that with my clients a lot when I'm working with them to kind of see where we are yeah. with things. So literally that leaning into something is, yes. is being in the flow. It's being in the life you, you came here to live as opposed to the life you think you should be living.
0: You think, the life you think you should be living. And then, I mean, I find that there are so many social and ancestral and familial like agreements and rules around struggling
1: mm-hmm. and
0: around, like, it seems like nearly all of us have to at least break the computer virus within ourselves that says, no pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be a struggle. If you're not working hard enough, you're not earning it. You don't deserve it. It's Mm -hmm. it's, you're not, it's not allowed to be easy. Just like all of those rules. And yet when something like in my experience, in the times in my life where I have been following divine guidance, totally like really just completely in the flow, there is a way that things become so much more effortless. Like the action you take creates a result. And it's not that it's not, it. like, I mean, in my experience, it doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard. Like you still have to show up. You still have to do the work. You still have to sometimes put in some long hours, but the results, like the effort yields results mm-hmm. as opposed to when we're going against our intuition, at least in my experience or when I'm up in my head, often what I'm doing will yield no fruit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I'm planting seeds and nothing is coming nothing
1: from sprouting. It. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, programming that we have. The, the one most recently that I've I've had some help getting clear on was that, My family in the, in the South, you know, were farmers during the depression in Mississippi and the depression lasted a lot longer in the South than it did in much of the rest of the country. And so there's a, apparently, and I didn't realize I was carrying this, but there's a family belief that they were well enough off. They didn't need to take anything else that there were people who had so much less. And so I was taught by my grandmother and then by my, by my mother that you know, we had, I had everything I needed. I I shouldn't ask for any more where the universe is going, hello, there's so much fun you can have if you just will allow yourself to receive and, you know, and you will be giving and receiving in equal ness. But if you don't allow yourself to receive, then you can't give your gift to anybody else either, you know? So it's kind of being stingy. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea I was carrying that around. Right. And and it has limited my ability to move forward. Now, about three weeks ago, I got to work with a man named Shiraz Babu. I love his name. And he's what a great super name. gifted. In about five to seven minutes, he uncovered that, helped me clear it, helped me seat a new belief in around that. And I cannot tell you how things have just exploded for me in the last couple of weeks. Oh, I mean, it's, it's shocking and remarkable, but I didn't even know I was carrying that ancestral story around and that that was what was limiting me. Yes. 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 so it's, yeah, it's, we carry a lot of this programming around.
0: We do. And, and it's like these programs that are basically like, I mean, it's sort of like when you have a computer that is bogged down with data Mm -hmm. that is really, really slowing down Everything, and then it's like you clean off the hard drive, you clean off the debt, you know, you clean up the computer, and suddenly it's like, oh my god, this is moving yeah. so much more effectively. And I have a client that I did some work with, do I some Akashic record work with rec- a little while ago, where we cleared some really like deep old karmic belief stuff that had been really impacting them, and it was absolutely amazing watching how their career in particular, just like took off after this, this uncovering this belief or this, this block and moving it. And, you know, when you get to the right block, it's amazing what can happen.
1: It, it It really is.
0: It really is. It really is. I mean, in my personal experience, a lot of the time the recovery process or the healing process in the journey is incremental, like mm-hmm. you know, like one little baby step at a time. Right.
1: Yeah. Often, but every yeah. so
0: often you'll come up to a thing where it's like it's like the linchpin or like it's been the lot that has been holding the whole log jam in place. Right. And you move it, and then every mm-hmm. it's a complete game changer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to do those incremental ones to get to the point where you're ready to do the big ones. Absolutely.
0: You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um
1: Yeah. Well, and I
0: think that the incremental ones also like the incremental ones um, pave the way the incremental ones, clean everything up so that when you finally you've cleared away so many of the layers of the onion that when you do find that, that linchpin or that log jam, and that one thing that's holding it all in place, then when you move it, you don't come up, you know, like the river flows as opposed Mm -hmm. to hitting one obstruction after another, after another.
1: Yeah. 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 And yeah. and amazing things happen. When, amazing when you find things. Those things. Happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, ah. Um, so I'd love to talk about, you know, I know you, you know, you were saying that it's very much of a felt sense, but how do you recognize the difference between the oughts and the shoulds and maybe the, you know, mental perseveration versus that inner guidance?
1: Well, I have learned that the aughts and the shoulds come from my ego Mm -hmm. and they are not nice. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, that voice in your head that says, that says, who are you to do this? Or you're not smart enough, or you're not, you know, rich enough, or you you could never speak in front of a big crowd or whatever it is. That's the ego trying to keep us contained. And that's done from a place of actually love because that's trying to keep us safe from the world. It is
0: trying to keep us safe, Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and you know, when you're little, you need that voice saying, don't touch the hot fire, (laughs) but it's like a lot of what the log jams and things, some, to some degree we need to go, okay, I love you. Thank you very much. But could you just be quiet for a while to your ego, the voices that I get, and I say voices, but it's knowings occasionally it's actual words. I get lyrics for songs a lot. (laughs) That voice is loving. That voice is like, you got this. Here's something great. You're going to enjoy doing it. It's going to bring light into the world. It's going to feed your passions. It's going to, you know, it just feels good. So for me, it's that I really should be doing this, that voice going, you know, you promised you would do it and you said you would do it and you got to do it. And he was, mm, mm. Versus the voice that says, how about, would you like to come play? How would you like to try this? Here's something new and fun. And I bet you like it, <laughs> you know, that's the the way it feels to me. Mm -hmm. and and so I trust that loving playful I want to be more playful so I'm bringing play into my life where I can but that loving playful supportive you know it's like the best mom in the world you know (laughs) I just love you and you're great and you can do this I just know it you could you know I will be there for you that kind of energy is definitely intuition or guides it's you know they all sort of roll together for me and the other is the ego and I've learned to go, thank you, but no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I appreciate that you're trying to keep me safe, but I got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um,
0: well, and something you just said, I actually had a, I, I had a kind of a thought or a revelation, you know, as children, one of the messages we're taught very early on, you know, not only don't touch the hot fire, don't touch the hot stove, but also don't take candy from strangers. Yeah. And Uh-oh. as children, don't take candy from strangers is an incredibly important message because we do not have the ability to discern who's a predator and who is not. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we have to be able to discern who we take candy from, because mm-hmm. in order to actually thrive financially, we need to essentially take grown-up candy, which is money, from mm-hmm. strangers. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what a, what a rule to break is like if we've been taught since we were very 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 little it's very dangerous to accept any favors to accept any support mm-hmm. to accept any compliments and god forbid never ever ever take candy from strangers mm-hmm. i'm just thinking like what a program how deeply entrenched that one is in yeah. terms of our ability to connect with each other to and to receive you know generosity from other
1: people mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't put that together, but that's yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. No, that just came through. Like yeah. that was literally something you said just was like whoop, and I and uh-huh. I was like ooh, what about don't take candy from strangers? Yeah, like, talk about another program that right. many of us, and I think women especially, you know, boys I don't think are taught that nearly to the extent that girls are.
1: Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, that that whole thing of being afraid of the world is yeah. taught to girls big time and not big without time. reason.
0: not without reason. No, no, but we're never taught. We never go from, we're setting up this protective system for you so that you can develop safely to get to a point where you can defend yourself, to get to a point where you can discern Mm -hmm. what's right, what's not right, what's safe, what's not safe. Instead, even as women, we are continue, the can just gets kicked down the road and we're never empowered to make up our own mind or to think about, like what works for us?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, you know, you get. I, I traveled a lot as a kid. My mom was a travel agent for a while, and she took me to Europe for two months with her and my grandmother and my great aunt. It was fabulous. It was mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> there are some good things about having a mother. But well, and
0: and I'm imagining like having a narcissistic mother who expects to be treated like a queen. A uh, trip to Europe with with her, like I'm imagining, it was yeah. a four and five star experience the entire time.
1: Actually, it wasn't, but it, oh, okay, <laughs> it was in the days of Europe on ten dollars a day.
0: Oh, so she was doing the Lonely Planet. Uh, she was
1: doing research backpack. for her oh, okay. clients about how you know. So, but we got to go, and so I learned. I was eleven when we did that. So, wow, I spent two months traveling through Europe with my mom and my grandmother, my great aunt. Oh. And so I learned to travel very early, and I learned to love it. I love Europe to this day. I would live in Europe in a heartbeat if I could. but so I'm used to traveling, and I used to drive from d c to to Providence, Rhode Island, and back by myself all the time back and forth to school, and I moved to New Orleans by myself for graduate school. And you know, I just was used to traveling on my own. Well, I have this lovely husband who I adore, and when I travel by myself, he gets worried about me, and I'm like. I got this. <laughs> you know? So you get that, you still get that, you know, outside influence of maybe I should be afraid to travel by myself. Right. And then I keep going, you know, I 21, I did this by myself. I think I can do it at 60. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so we get, we get it a lot, but it's, if you, and I, I really, I feel safer on my own now than I used to, because I trust my intuition. hmm if mm-hmm. i don't feel comfortable about something i trust that yes if i feel like this person i don't know them but they just feel really interesting you know like i'm i'm leaning into this one and you know and and i haven't had any problems yeah you know when i ever <laughs> when yeah. i trust that so it's um being able to trust your intuition and leaning into it as your true north it's an amazing way to move through the world
0: it is an amazing way to move through the world oh you mentioned a little bit back that for you, the intersection between guides and intuition is very fluid, like mm-hmm. that in some ways it's kind of, but I'd love to talk about guides. And it's funny because I can feel guides I can sense when, like, I know when I'm receiving a message, like when the guides are the ones who are having a conversation, and it's like I'm receiving it through the channel of information, intuition. But I definitely like there's a flavor that the guides Mm -hmm. have that is somewhat different than intuition. Yeah. And I'd love to, I, you know, I would love to talk about guides. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk about, and the other thing I keep on wanting to ask you is, are your parents or either of your parents guides for you?
1: No. They're not. My dad came back to me to let me know he was okay mm-hmm. after he passed. My mom came back to me after she passed like within a couple of weeks, but it was because she wanted me to give her sister a message. But <laughs> other than that, they have not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but other than that, they they are not a, a part of of me. And and in fact, I only ever had one grandmother. My dad's parents were out, were both gone before I was born and she hasn't come back to me either and she would be the one that I would expect
0: yeah my grandmother my my uh my father's mother my grand my my dad's grand she and I have had a couple conversations but basically I'm not her job like mm-hmm. she you know and and she interestingly in her case she's very committed to or was very committed to because I believe she reincarnated actually as um like she reincarnated as like I think her great great granddaughter, mm-hmm. um, but she made it very clear that because I was not part of the matrilineal line that yeah. I came through her son, not her daughter. <laughs> she didn't really care about me. And it was just, and very, I'm very true to her personality, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of like, you're not running down the right energy line. <laughs> nope. Don't, you know, have no interest. I'm just going to by the way, so-and-so is going to get pregnant and I'm going to reincarnate as her. And I was like, and at the time it was like very unlikely because the person that she was saying she was going to give, be born through was like young, <laughs> like uh-huh. super young. And it just didn't make any logical sense. And then six months later, who's pregnant? Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, our ancestors, just because they're our family members does not necessarily mean that they are our guides.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I've pretty much asked for my mom to not be part of my life again. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. Done that one. <laughs> yeah, then there, <you're> are done that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's, um, no, my guides tend to be well, they started off as archangels. Mm-hmm. Those were the first ones that I was introduced to Michael, particularly and then Yep. He and I didn't get along so well because he's very linear and and structured, and it's like I'm like I can't work with you, Michael. <laughs> so I then Uriel came along, and that was lovely for a while. And then I collected guides over the over the years, and they just seem to stick around for the most part. Some of them move on, but for the most part, now when they once they come to me, they they stay with me. Couple that I work with regularly, there's a a, a shaman whose name is Wagatin mm, Wagatanicat who came to me, I mean, almost a visceral, you know, coming into me. I call him grandfather because it's way easier than his actual name. And he said yeah. that was okay. But he has been a real guide for me during um, when I've been remembering my shamanic work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so he he's less present these days because I'm, I'm more comfortable with that. But I, he's still present. I can still feel him at times. And then there's a, a medicine woman whose name is Amma. And um, she's been very active with me lately, very much involved with the divine feminine energy rising. And so she's probably the most prominent one these days, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I've got other ones that I use. I always tell, I I always, I'm a little embarrassed about this, but I tell the story anyway. There's an angel named Surreal who was a guide for a friend of mine. And my friend was telling us how, telling me how Sorrel did all her shopping for her. She went out and found stuff and told her where to get it, and I'm like, "That would be so cool." I hate to shop, and so Sorale said, "Well, I can do it for you too." And so it's it's I she's my shopping angel. <laughs> they just want something to do. They want to help. They do they do? And, and when I want something, I'll go. And the first time I, I tried it, I was I needed a pair of hiking pants. I was going on a hiking trip, and I needed them for you know a certain weight, and and I, I knew what kind of what I wanted, but I hadn't been able to find it. And I really don't like shopping and. The outlet mall is the place you shop here. And I just, you know, so I said, okay, surreal. You said you want to shop. Here's what I'm looking for. Let me know when you find it. And it was probably two or three days later, I'm having lunch and I get this sudden feeling that I have to go to the mall. I have to go to the Columbia outlet store. I have to go to the back left corner to the sale rack and not words, just this feeling like I Mm -hmm, just, this mm -hmm. intense, you know, go now. Mm -hmm. I finished my lunch and I was like, I'm going shopping (laughs) And I went into the store, I went to the back left corner, I went to the sale rack and there was the pair of pants in my size right there that I'd been looking for. Mm. And I'm like, this is cool.
0: That is so cool.
1: So so um, yeah, so I like to share that. It's a little embarrassing that I have an angel who does my shopping for me.
0: I love that. Well, (laughs) and that actually really reminds me, there's two things that I'm taking from this piece of the conversation. One is that guides are willing to work with more than one person that they are not exclusive. And two, that guides will help with sometimes the most mundane of things. And my dad is one of my guides. And my dad was, I mean, he was a classic Virgo. My father has never met a dirty pan, pot, or plate that he doesn't (laughs) love to scrub. And while he was not running a beat of cock on tile, no, 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 like like, cannot, could not like tried, Uh but like, let's just say we had some really glorpy, uh, (laughs) glorpy tile, you know, not a handy guy, not a handy guy (laughs) tried, tried, but just not not particularly great at being handy, but really, really just really eager to help. And just one of those people who was just constantly like he had the pickup truck and drove things Mm -hmm. fascinatingly. He has become within my within my prayer community, my spiritual community, he has become like one of the go-to people for or go-to guides when people need to get stuff like just mundane, menial chores done that they mm-hmm. don't want to do. He has been invoked by numerous people to the point now where I hear not from even the person who called on him, but from other people who said, Oh yeah, so-and-so called on your dad so that they could get through cleaning out the garage or they could get through this pile of dishes or the, whatever. I need
1: to borrow your dad. Yeah.
0: My dad and my dad is extremely like, he's very eager to really is eager to help. Like he really, he really is willing. So I'm sure he's like, sure, no problem. I'll have Warren with first
1: off. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. I live in yeah. a 22 year old house and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just don't expect him to like cock the windows or mm. your tile. Like, no. yeah.
1: just. But maybe he could find me the right person to do it.
0: <laughs> he might be able to No, uh, no, sure. That's it, surreal. That's <laughs> surreal. That's surreal. No, what he's good at is like, just powering helping you to power through the shit that mm-hmm. you don't want to do but you just know that you have to adult and you have to do it that's mm-hmm. what my dad is really lovely. good at. lovely yeah. so i really love sherelle because um my dad is one of those kinds of guides as well yeah. where it's yeah. just like the little things that we need help for which actually reminds me too of like there's nothing too small to ask for help about
1: yeah No, there's nothing too
0: small. Our guides help us. What a difference it makes.
1: Yeah. And they want to. It's somebody described it to me recently as like there's all these angels standing around you just waiting for something to do. (laughs) Yeah. So um, yeah, and then and then of course I teach people that if you want to work with with your guides, you know, you don't even have to know who they are. I happen to know names and things because I've been given that information, but all you have to do is ask. And I don't ask, I never ask somebody specifically, except for surreal, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, I, you know, I'm having trouble with this, or I need some help processing this, or I don't know which one of these things I should do next. You know, I have, I literally have like five creative projects right now that are on my plate. And I finally said, I'm paralyzed because I don't know what to work on now. And they literally gave me in meditation. Like a, a, you do this, and then there's an arrow, and then you do that, and then there's an arrow, and you do that, and there's an arrow, it's like, thank you. They put it in linear form for me. I can do that <laughs> so um, but you have to if you ask, then that gives them permission to help right? and this
0: is something that's been coming through like this is one of the I don't know about. I'm imagining you have this experience where it's like, there's like themes of information that start dropping in and it's mm-hmm. like, you're getting this confirmation from every single source. Yep. And recently one of the pieces of information that's been coming through over and over and over again, is that we have to give our guides and angels and, you know, divine source permission to intercede yeah. that we, we have must- free will. We have free will, and therefore, we have to ask for it. We have to say yes. We have to say, I give you permission. We have to ask for the help. They cannot intervene. Even if they see us about to do something really, really, really su- stupid, Yeah, they cannot intervene. I do think, though, that in the same way that there's like sort of the, the caveat of first responder that you know, that there are things where angels will step in and in and and protect us, you know, yeah. lift us out of harm's way. Yeah. Like, you know, there's that joke, um, God protects drunk schools and children. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I the I and I so I do think that there are rare occasions where the angels will intercede in a situation where it's like it's such an emergent situation that we can't right. even like we don't have the capacity to ask for help. Right. And they will right. step in. I but aside true. from that, yeah. they usually are like, "You gotta ask, you yeah, gotta ask, yeah. yeah."
1: It's it's sort of like they're standing there waiting, but we have this free will that you know we and boy, I I exerted my free will a lot in the early days. It's like, no, I have free will. I don't have to do what you're telling me to do, you know, <laughs> even though I asked. <laughs> so yeah, so that it's and. I think also the asking creates, creates a relationship, you know, so it's one thing to know that they're out there. It's another thing to begin to be in conversation with them. Yes. And, and so for me, the, the guides that are like my favorites, if I can say that are the ones that I've had a lot of experience with through conversation, through meditation experiences, shamanic journeys, um, those are all ways that I, I've found to really interact with my guides and they become part of my family, yes. you know, and then there are those that come and go. I had one for a very short period of time, Eric, who, um, was a, like a 1970s surfer dude. I mean, oh. like he died, you know, in the seventies when he was like 22 or something, I don't know, but that's what it sounded like. And he was, uh, you know, he was a jokester. He would make me laugh. And you know, he would, he would crack jokes and he would be kind of obnoxious at times. <laughs> it was like, well, my daughter was starting to begin to open up to this stuff. And he suddenly went and started working with her, but he would do things like poke her in the ribs. And she was like, mom, I got this pain and it just won't stop. I said, well, somebody's trying to get your attention. And I said, so, okay, meditate. And I walked, I talked her through it and she got the name Eric. And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> You know, so um, they have personalities. They do have personalities. I mean, I talk about Michael being very, he's like very masculine, very, you know, methodical. Didn't work for me. Uriel's this beautiful, soft, gentle kind of energy, you know? So that's the way I experience it. Mm. But yeah, so it's, we were talking about being in the flow of life. Yeah. And for me, my guides help me when I am resisting or when I am maybe um not paying attention, you know, and uh, you know, they'll, they'll give me a little whisper in the back of my head or give me a sign that gets my attention. And then I start to go, okay, wait, uh, something's going on here. But mostly these days, we're kind of in constant communication. Yes. Yes. You know, it's, it's, again, I point to the back of my head. It's like, it's a feeling in the back of my head that there's a presence there. Mm-hmm. And there's information that comes through, or knowledge, those knowings. I get a lot of knowings, and you know, heaven forbid, I have to explain to somebody how I know something because I've done that my whole life. I've always known things that I had no right to know. (laughs) know? I mean,
0: I got to a point where you know, especially when I when I was had the tattoo studio, and I was in, you know, people would come in to talk to me about something, and I would start having a conversation with them, and I would be talking to them as if I knew them when they were total strangers. And I would often tell them things or say things to them, like, as if I knew it. And they'd like, how did you know that? And I'm like, I would just be like, oh, because I'm psychic. And they would just be like, oh, okay. And I just found like the more comfortable I was with just saying I'm really psychic, like, actually, I wasn't, I didn't just say because I'm psychic. I said, I'm really psychic. And they just go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, I just accepted it. So they just accepted it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and there was just this way that was just like, oh, all right. Yeah, of course then of course you know these things that you couldn't possibly know about me because you're psychic. Yeah. And and there was just, you know, and so I do think sometimes there's that quality of just like if we if we are comfortable with the fact that we just know things, other people can be comfortable with the fact that we just know things too.
1: Yeah, I need to practice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I live with I live with a very logical man. Oh, yeah. You, you balance each other really well, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, and that's,
0: I mean, I grew up in a family of um, agnostics and atheists, Mm -hmm. and, you know, very intellectual people. You know, that grandmother that I was mentioning, was really rigid. She was very set in her ways and really had a perception of reality that was like, it was my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. And which included, there's no such thing as woo, there's no such thing as paranormal, there's no such thing as life after death. None of this. I mean, she and I've had some pretty interesting, kind of like little back and forth since she's crossed over. Where I'm kind of like, yeah, right, that doesn't uh-huh. work. Who's right
1: now? Yeah, who's
0: right? Yeah, thanks, Granny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But I think that that really adds a level of second guessing ourselves if we mm-hmm. come from logical, rational. Can you prove
1: it? Can yeah. you
0: prove it? How five you know this there's only perfect?
1: five senses? Right. Like, Right yeah yep, so they they can they can open up too, and it can. takes a takes a little while Persistence. well,
0: and and sometimes a life is a reconnaissance mission or is a life of gathering data. you know, mm-hmm. my dad spent this life as an observer. And getting a lot of information, but not able to act on it largely because, in his particular case, he struggled or he suffered from a severe frontal lobe brain injury at the age of four. And so he was, you know, I really didn't understand who my father was fully, like the magnitude of his soul until he was on the other side Mm. because he had been inhibited this entire life. But what that allowed him to do was spend this the- the the last this last life gathering information mm-hmm. and so I do think sometimes it's like somebody you know it might appear that they are yeah. not with the program but really they're getting the information that they need to evolve yeah. as a soul, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah we all come with our own purposes yeah yeah
0: yeah hmm. yeah so amazingly we are getting to the top of the hour again (laughs) with this whole conversation this is such a rich conversation it is so delicious Mm -hmm. i mean there's just so much medicine in all of this and i am just loving every bit of it i'm really thinking so but at this point i'd really love to ask you the question of what else really matters what do you want all of us to know what do you, what is, what, it, what is like, I would be, I will kick myself if I don't say this thing mm. or these things.
1: Yeah. What's coming through mm-hmm. is that this idea of learning to trust yourself is E to everything else. That as long as you're living the life you're being told you should live or you ought to live and you're not trusting that you know best for yourself, then you're going to be limiting what you can experience and the joy mm-hmm. you can have and the health mm-hmm. you can have and the good you can bring into the world. It's dimming your light. Yeah. So learning to trust yourself, learning to trust you know, We talked about using the pendulum, those yes. little things that can help validate what you are intuiting or what you are receiving from guides is going to make you happier and stronger and more aware of where your joy is. There you go. Mm,
0: mm, mm. So instead of going back into the past and sharing something with your former self, what if we go forward into the future Mm. and give a message to your future self?
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm.
0: Or an expression.
1: What would I say to my future self?
0: Or what would your future self say to you?
1: I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's um It's more of an image that I get that it's just me being, it's like glowing, you know, just being happy and joyful and healthy and over a hundred years old and just satisfied with, with my life, Mm -hmm. with who I am, just really feeling completely satisfied. Yeah. That's what Mm -hmm. I would offer to her. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So good. Lauren, this has been such a rich potent and delicious conversation Yeah, really good so,
1: yeah this is lovely
0: yeah really lovely so how do people get in touch with you
1: well the best place is my website which is heartlightjoy.com and my email is on there uh my socials are on there And my podcast is on there. Uh, My podcast is Curiously Wise. Jen will be on it in December, Um, releasing December 6th. Which means
0: that that probably happened already. Go back and find it. So go back and find it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We had a great conversation. Yeah, we really Um, did. And um, if you sign up for my newsletter, then you get a free download, a PDF. Of my top three ways to communicate with your guides, which is a really great place to start if you yes. are a beginner. And um, I also have a free call, so if you'd like to um, just connect with me, I love to talk to people. So there's no no commitment to anything. Um, you can call and we can just chat, and I can answer questions about your guides or or whatever. It I just I just like to connect with people. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's how you can find me.
0: Awesome. So URL for your website, say that one more time. It's
1: heartlightjoy.com. Perfect.
0: And you guys, if you come back over to empathicmasteryshow.com, you can find this all in the show notes. There will be all kinds of links, including links to Lauren's novels, especially Mm. if you like to read award-winning romance novels. That was Lauren's previous incarnation. <laughs> Scottish medieval. Scottish medieval. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Lauren, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you so much for your time and for just being willing to come back and have part two of this conversation. It has just been so good.
1: It's such a great way to spend the afternoon. It's just been, yeah, I'm all giddy and smiley.
0: Me too. I'm <laughs> just, just enjoying it so much. Yeah, it was so, yeah. so, so good. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have had a chance to see the baby bulldog and hold her and smell her and love her. But this is definitely like right there with it. Like just that sitting with spirit and just being in the glow for the afternoon has just been divine. Mm. thank you so
1: much. Yeah, thank you.
0: As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, Three Basics for Finding Calm in the Eye of the Storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. Then, join me again when the next Empathic Mastery Show airs. Okay, one last time. Hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your empathic safety guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please, don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.